Welcome to the Memory Distillery, everyone. I'm Anthony Verneri. And I'm John Deck. And each week we will malt, mash, ferment, and distill our way through the spirits of our past in the form of long-loved movies. And this week... Irradiated. That's right. We are watching 28 Days Later from 2002, directed by Danny Boyle. Uh, Is this our first Danny Boyle? I believe it is. Oh, how about that? (laughs) Uh... John, this is a movie. It's a movie you're not fond of, and you're wrong for that. Um, (laughs) Now, I I will say, it has been quite a while since I've watched this, but to me, not counting movies in recent years, it's, it's... I might say it's my favorite. It's one of my favorites, for sure. And I don't want to get into the why. We can save that for after we've watched it. We'll talk about that in the back half. But yeah, I feel like this movie brings a little something different to the genre and it contributes something a bit different to the conversation. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, we'll find out. But no, that's when we when we did Dawn of the Dead, uh, you know, one of your favorites, uh, I felt like, okay, reciprocally, I need to, you know, our, our Halloween, you know, horror jaunt needs to include... It needs to include this movie. So that's why we're here. Yeah. And I, I, I <laughs> when you mentioned it to me after we finished uh, Dawn of the Dead, I was like, ah, oh, really? But I, I, I mentioned this in that episode about uh, the, the Dawn of the Dead remake that I had a very visceral reaction to it and I had it with this movie as well. And I almost feel like, I, I need to give it another chance. And I, I've watched it a few times. I think the last time was probably, I don't know, 2008, 2009, something like that. I, I feel like I need to give it another chance and, and really allow it to to try to sweep me away and, and make me feel less angry about the running zombies thing. <laughs> like I, I don't have that same sort of hatred of, of the running zombies as I did. So... It, it has that going for it at least. And it's Chillian Murphy and Christopher Eccleston and Naomi Harris. Like it's hard to, to like turn away from them and say, you know, Oh, this isn't going to be a good movie. So I'm, I'm willing to give it another shot, which is why I agreed to do it. And why you hear my voice saying those words right now, those are all words. They certainly are. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to jump into it and, and, and really sink my teeth. in. I want to see if, uh, if it stands up uh, to to you know the the title of John's favorite, yeah, uh, I'm I'm, so. I'm putting a lot of money down on this bet as well. Uh, I might come back a week later, and you know the next time we meet, I might have to you know eat my hat. Uh, <laughs> we we shall see, but I'm I'm hopeful. So yeah, I'm also excited, intrigued, and and as always i hope you feel free to not pull any punches if you just still don't like it at all uh all right so we're gonna go and watch this then uh it is currently streaming on hbo max you can get it there uh it's also on epics uh otherwise get it from one of the streaming rental services or from your personal library and when we come back we are talking 28 days later john are you ready oh 
yeah. Bam. Let's do it. If you look at the whole life of the planet, we, you know, man, has only been around for a few blinks of an eye. So if the infection wipes us all out, that is a return to normality. Poignant stuff. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, man, I... I went into this with the sort of expectation that I was going to have some of the same feelings that I did uh, when I first saw it. And I don't know, it, 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 it sort of met that expectation, but in a way it really didn't. And, and I was surprised by that. Like there were, there were a few things that I, I was still sort of on like the idea of these, these rage zombies or whatever, that that can run and all this other stuff. I still had sort of a so something kind of grabbing at the back of my brain, going, "That's not right. That's not what zombies." It was do. probably but a zombie. It might have been the zombie grabbing at the back of my brain, <laughs> but uh, I I I was able to kind of switch that off, and I had a much better time of it this time. Uh, now you you mentioned up top that you really liked this when it came out. Do you still feel the same way? Hmm. You know, that's a good question. I, I definitely still like the movie, but it's like, I haven't seen it for so long and I kind of kept it in a little pocket inside a, a hidden inside pocket on a winter coat that nobody knew about. I kept my thoughts in there all hidden away from the light of day. And in that deep, dark pocket, I thought of this movie as one of, if not my favorite zombie movies and that's definitely not the case oh um, interesting yeah it's it's it has things i enjoy uh quite a bit overall i i liked it but watching it again taking it in not only through the eyes of someone who's you know lived another 15 plus years since last seeing it but as someone who's seen many many other zombie films and the such and and like just trying to figure out how i feel about it you know in regards to a lot of these different uh films it's like within this subgenre of horror uh it's it's still decently up there but it's certainly not up at the very top anymore uh so that that's my high level reaction i can say that it was an interesting experience and there are things i I really liked quite a bit, but one of the things that I, I think one of the failings, just in a broad scope, is something that has happened with uh, at least one other Danny Boyle movie I can think of, which is like the third act. It just kind of falls apart a bit for me, um, whereas I feel the, the buildup and the everything that went into creating this empty, barren world with these just a handful of characters who are interesting and a, a bit off and you got to figure out their stories and what's going on and then it just culminates like in a big action scene against military guys and it's like it's not that that wasn't okay it's just it was out of character for a lot of this slow burn build up in the movie and it was just my kind of my least favorite part and and that reminded me a little bit of the movie sunshine 
Um, have you seen that? Oh, that does super happen in Sunshine. Yes. Yeah. So it's like it's just a beautiful, great slow burn of a movie. I, I love, it. and then at the end, it just kind of, kind of becomes like chaotic horror, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so. Well, and I I feel like that was probably done to appease the the uh the the deep audience of that subgenre of zombie films is like we okay we have to have some real like just just a blowout of action for for the final sequence or we'll get eaten alive uh in the box office and that's fine like you obviously you're you're playing to a to a particular audience and you want to to mate that but i think that it's a real missed opportunity with this because this this movie what it does really really well and and where maybe some other uh, movies in the zombie kind of kind of spectrum don't necessarily get right, or I, was, I shouldn't say get right because that's that's they're telling their story. One area where other zombie movies don't necessarily venture into that this had the uh, the audacity to do uh, was into like the fight amongst the survivors like we we get some of that in some of their movies and it's it's fine but this this felt a little more personal on on a lot of levels than some other movies get into and when when it comes to a head and starts to fall apart it's really disappointing because there's a there's a a a story that didn't get told there like there there was an opportunity to make it a, a human story and this sort of tripped o- trips over its own feet with that. Well, it, it, it certainly leans into it and it takes up a lot of the momentum and shifts into a human versus human. Who's the real zombie? Who's the real monster kind of thing. But it, maybe it had a, a bit of an edge or revolutionary aspect to exactly how that unfolded. But I do feel like, that particular trope is present in a lot of different zombie movies, even the last one we watched, where you got the biker gang coming into the mall and, you know, causing chaos and stuff, just other humans, you know, ignoring the, so, the threat so, and just destroying each other. And Let me clarify what I mean there, because I, I don't want to be misunderstood. There, There's human-on-human conflict in most of these movies, but what you don't have is a human-on-human conflict where there's an intimate factor to it as well. Like it's not like they just happened upon them and they, that they started attacking. Like they had a sort of tete-a-tete, like let's, you know, get to know each other and thank you for rescuing us and this and that. And it starts to break down. It starts to break bad for the characters. And that's like the, the pinnacle of the story. And then it kind of all goes to shit. But I shouldn't say it goes to shit, but it, it 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 doesn't do what I want it to do. And that's that's sort of what I, I mean by that is like we we have a deeply personal moment, uh, which is followed by a sort of betrayal or at least a, a, a truth telling. And we don't you don't normally get that. Like you have these faceless bikers yeah. in Dawn of the Dead, or you have uh, you know, the 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 sort of rivaling uh, ben versus Cooper in in Night of the Living Dead. Like it, it, there, there's not a there was there was always that tension there for the two of them, 
And that was never going to go away. And it was always going to come to a head the way that it did. And it, it, it telegraphs it perfectly. And that's fine. That's the story they're trying to tell. But in this, I feel like Danny Boyle was trying to tell one story and then switched gears in the third act and said, okay, no, now we're going to do this action shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. And so, and, and that spirit, I want to rewind back to when things felt better. Um, because, <laughs> because I do, I do want to go back and, and say, because I thought this is where you were going and then you kind of veered in a different direction. One of the things that I really thought was done outstandingly well, maybe better than most uh, zombie type movies. And I say zombie type because I realize this is a variation on a zombie type movie because you don't have your traditional zombies, not just because they're fast and not just rambling nothing, but also because it's it's kind of a, a virus that's transmitted and not like they're it's alive like, like that. That's an important yeah. aspect to that. Yes. So it's it's interesting. Um, but that's not what I was going to say is my the part I really like. What I really enjoy is the way that this movie really pulls you into the world um, you, there are a lot of zombie movies that are a bit high gloss that the, the level at which you interact with it, like it feels like you're watching a movie and sometimes it's a good movie. Sometimes it's a bad movie, but it's unmistakably a movie. Whereas this seeing as how it was filmed on like a Nokia phone, maybe, I don't know. Like <laughs> it, it has that There's from the so beginning. There's so yeah, it's like, and it's almost distracting to start with, but as you progress, you do, I think that really does help sell some of the shaky camera stuff, some of the over-the-shoulder camera stuff, some of the in-your-face, not quite first-person, but really close uh, shots that help kind of that that graininess and the the weird lighting it kind of sells it to help you feel a little more immersed and like i think it builds some of that tension especially before we get to the you know full-on you know action sequences um so the i you know i i feel relatively unimpressed by most jump scares in movies and and early on when the you know the first <laughs> the car come, alarm goes off <laughs> yeah car alarm goes off or even when it's actual threats and they just jump through a window and it's just like okay cool i understand you're you're setting up the danger you're you're doing all these things but it's like those things don't get me excited like because that they don't really freak me out or scare me or creep me out but when you have those like moments where things are quiet and kind of intimate and you're sharing a space together and you're thinking is frank gonna just murder them in their sleep like you know like <laughs> you don't yet know the character of these people like you don't know what twists are to come and you don't know is this a good person is this a bad person is there such a thing anymore like these questions of human nature and how do you move forward how do you survive what does something like this do to people like all those questions are blended into this without getting into massive huge spans of dialogue to explain to you their backstory and their feelings like you just have moments and the acting and the reactions and particularly among the you know four to five main people before we get to the you know army base uh i, I think really do a good job of selling us a story about who their characters are and how they've dealt with things up to this point. And I really enjoyed uh, 
almost everything involved in that type of storytelling with those characters. Well, and I did too. It, like especially you know what you were saying about uh, the 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 true horror element being like the unknown almost. Like, is Frank gonna just murder everybody in their sleep, or you know, is there going to be some some other kind of standoff between Jim and Selena versus the the uh, the guys at the army post? Like, there 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 are so many. You're you're constantly wound up in this movie when, especially when new people arrive, or when there there are those quiet moments where you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. That there's that that tension that's built up there in in your gut, and and you want it to let go, and it doesn't. And that's one thing that this movie does exceptionally well. Um, and and more so, what you said about pulling you into the world, like. There are so many of these movies that rely on the sort of vague nature of how did this all happen, and we're coming into in the middle of it. Uh, the this movie doesn't shy away from that, from from the from the specifics of it. It says, "Nope, this is exactly how it started, and this is exactly how it continued." And then we're gonna just smash cut to twenty eight days later, so you can see the result because it's expensive to, you know, film uh, giant cities just being overrun by zombies so we'll just smash cut and then tell that story in in a, a one-on-one setting or whatever but uh no th- this this is a, a a great film for that and it's one thing that danny boyle does really well is is when he directs films he 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 gives those sorts of those notes to actors to say okay this is yeah um and again to a point <laughs> um and and, and maybe it's part Danny Boyle, but maybe it's also part Alex Garland. I do um, like Alex Garland's writing in this, absolutely. And and like I, but it's interesting because I mean he also wrote Sunshine, um, but he also wrote Ex Machina, which another movie that I love and that I feel like has a much stronger, full, comprehensive ending that blends into the consistency of the film as opposed to this, where this and Sunshine, where it feels like you get about two thirds of the way through the movie and then it just kind of becomes a different kind of movie that doesn't necessarily serve the entirety of it. Um, so I, I don't know where the congratulatory shoulder pats should go and where the angry shaking of fists of, of anger should go. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll send a little bit each of their ways, the good and, and the bad. And that's probably the fair thing to do is yeah. just, just spread, spread the, both the love and the lack of love. I'm a very fair to, person. <laughs> you are to, to your credit. You are a very fair person. Uh, and to Alex Garland's credit, he did write devs. Yeah. Like wrote yeah. and created devs. So he, uh, he he has uh, some pretty good shit under his belt, so I'm gonna say that it's probably an even mix of him and Danny Boyle uh, on on both counts. And good, bad, or indifferent, I think he's writing the script for the Halo movie. He is, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever that means. that means. I mean, we got a Doom movie, and look how that turned out. So, I mean, we got a almost virtually every video game movie ever and look how those turned out <laughs> and we're getting a super mario brothers remake so yay anyway back to <laughs> zombies and people dying if we want to turn things around to be happy again yeah i was thinking about other movies other zombie movies not necessarily that will 
do on this podcast, you know, or at least not anytime soon. But I was trying to find what are the things that I really appreciate in a movie and like, what do they do well? Like, I realize now that there are things about the way this end connected to the movie that I don't like. It's a little too easy. Like the whole, oh, I got shot and fade to black 28 days later. You guess what? I'm cool. And now we're on the countryside and we're have no threat of humans or zombies and we're putting out tarps and we're getting rescued, maybe. Like that that kind of smash cut thing there, as opposed to the beginning when we go twenty eight days later and are thrust into the, you know, one month into a apocalypse scenario. Right. Where this end one it did really almost feel again like they like tested this movie and some producers, some studio said you know, we're not going to be able to sell this. We're not going to be able to get funding. We're not going to be able to get the distribution rights unless you give this like a, a better ending, a happier ending. Okay, cool. We'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll work with that. We'll throw in a little like epilogue and, and that'll help. And it's like, uh, wasn't a huge fan, but in the past when I had seen it before, I think I kind of liked it only because I think it lent itself to this idea that unlike other zombie movies, it's not end of the world. It's just more like, an incredibly horrible situation that seems to be controlled in some places and out of control in others. And I thought that whole idea is more intriguing than simply the entire world is demolished. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like, uh, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I like the idea that it's not a completely hopeless situation for the entire world. And like things aren't completely falling apart and in some places it's controlled. Uh, but it it can't be too much of that because there has to be that sense of oh shit this might really be the end right uh, and 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 like that there's something to be said for that too. I want to talk about the casting here. Um, was there anyone on the cast uh, as far as the, the sort of more major players go uh, that you maybe weren't uh, happy with? Ah uh, well. Uh... I mean, I think, I think anyone who, I, I think it's funny because I wanted you to talk about, uh, wait, what, what's the guy that plays Jim? Uh, Chillian Murphy. Yeah. I wanted to hear you pronounce his name again. Um, Why? Oh, I just have always thought it's Killian Murphy. I've but, always heard it as Chillian. Now we're going to YouTube this. Because... I mean, it's cool. I, I, I think we have a long, long history of you always being wrong on the show so you can you can plug in whatever you'd like i know you could you know edit it to make it sound like you're smart later oh god damn it but uh but no like i think if you're thinking i really murphy yeah 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 i was right i'm gonna have to go re-record that name every time i've said it you just do like a record scratch and then people (laughs) won't know what that means but every time they you know like but at any rate, if you are a fan of Killian Murphy and you're thinking, I would like to see his fully naked body laying around on a hospital bed for seven minutes, like, th- there's something for you in this movie. <laughs> What's the longest top-down shot of someone's junk? <laughs> it was, I mean, it was just right out there for quite a while. Oh, so man. If and it was warm in that room. I mean, you know what? It And it's, you know kudos 
Um, <laughs> but no, as far as his performance, I I really enjoyed. Well, I guess you're asking if I wasn't, if I didn't like someone. Um, so I'll answer but your it, question I, first. I'll, I'll, I'll ask it in a different way. Is there anybody that you would have recast? Not not a dream casting necessarily. Just is, is there one person on the cast that you just would have recasted? It feels to me like you're leading me. I'm not at, at all. I might even cut this entire bit. <laughs> I would say no. I'd say... Christopher Eccleston, I like a lot as an actor, and I feel like he just didn't have enough to go on for me to really enjoy his character either as a bad guy, a good guy, or in between. Like, he's almost there, but to set him up as this bad guy in the way they did, but not, like, fully commit in a way that really digs into the philosophical quandaries, it's just more like, well, I promised my men some girls. And it's like, Okay, so that's your big reveal of, you know, like it just kind of fell flat, but I wouldn't blame that on acting. Like, if we recast it, it would be cool. So, right. No, and, and I, I definitely feel the same way about that one. Like, I, it, that, that was what was written for Christopher Eccleston. And it's like, okay. And I love Christopher. He, like, that's my doctor, uh, Doctor Who fans. Uh, I thought you like, just meant like he's your, you know, he's my physician. Yes, he is my my physician. My general, he's general practice. He he does it all. So, uh, no, <laughs> he uh, he had what he was given, and that that was that. Um, cool. I am gonna delete that bit because uh, it took up five minutes of nothing. because uh, we didn't come to a conclusion there. All right, all right. So, I've got I've got the the next question I want to ask you here. Uh, as this is Halloween podcast, we're watching zombie movies. Yes, <laughs> we're watching zombie movies. We watch Twenty Days Later, and one of the characters is played by Christopher Eccleston. So the question everyone wants to know is, who is your Doctor Who doctor? Well, it's Christopher Eccleston. Oh, see, I was setting you up to like let people down in case they're all like, "Oh, I see, he's." He's gonna diss. Oh, uh, you know the the. Okay, okay, okay. We'll take it again. Take it again. Do it again. Hey, so I have this crazy question to ask you because we're doing a movie about zombies. Who's your favorite Doctor Who? Sylvester McCoy. Oh, I did it too fast. I feel like this bit is also <laughs> destined for the garbage pile. <laughs> no, that one's for sure getting in because it was. Well, mo- it was mostly fun. I wanted to just get on like podcast record as to Whovians to, to be able to say your your doctors, you know, Chris Frackleston and mine is Matt Smith. Whereas people in our general age demographic and perhaps the world tend to, you know, circle back saying, you know, the tenth doctor all day and all night, David Tennant is God. And while of course he's wonderful and brilliant in every way, he's just not my doctor. Uh, and I just think that's such a, a fun Halloween zombie uh, discussion. <laughs> sure, it that absolutely is, is. That is not yet, uh, not rambly or going to all. No, off not topic. at all. And David Tennant for all of his his uh, incredible acting prowess, and he did a fantastic job as the Doctor, as he does in pretty much every other role he takes on. Uh, but he he he's not my like Christopher Eccleston was my real introduction to Doctor Who, and will forever be. 
my doctor. So, uh, but we're not talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about zombie movies. Um, now you mentioned a little earlier. Uh, this this was in your top spot, and it's not anymore. Um, mm-hmm. you, you want to maybe rattle off your top three or your top five? Well, yeah, but like I also find, and I think I started to talk about this a bit, and started thinking about I don't know other science fiction movies or TV shows. <laughs> I don't know wh- how that happened, but you know, like I, I think that it's am- admirable that there's a sub sub genre. Within zombie movies, or several, I should say. Yeah. Um, and when I'm thinking about some of my top favorites, I tend to not include the comedies. Even though, like, Shaun of the Dead and, and Zombieland, and, like, there's just some different, like, well-done comedy zombie movies, like Shaun of the Dead being the best, of course, but, like, yeah. that I don't tend to think of in this genre so i want to get that out of the way so uh if i don't mention them it's not because i don't like them it's just they're they're not quite what i'm looking for what i like and what i really connect with and thrive with are situations that put me in the moment so in this this movie like we were discussing this kind of did a good job of you know having you experience this movie in its grittiness and it makes you just kind of feel, you know, what would I do in the situation? What would it feel like? How would I adapt? How would I react? What's going on here? Um, and, and again, sometimes in, in this movie, 20 Days Later, it was weird, like the whole shopping sequence in the grocery store, because it's like, how are you so carefree making all this noise, driving your carts around and doing all this stuff and just feeling confident that this is not a danger time. But other times it's like, oh. We can't go outside at night or... Ah, uh, so... So anyway, I'm getting off track. I'd say... That's not the you I know. Yeah. Train Train to Busan. Train to Busan is so good. Is, is a great one. I'd say that, you know, like there's the historical ones that we've watched, the Night of the Living Dead type things that I feel are not my favorites, but like really lend themselves to like the creation of why these genres exist and all. But I'd also say there are some variations on storytelling, like the girl with all the gifts. Oh, okay. That, uh, I, I enjoy a lot because of, because of the, the way the execution of how the story was told. Um, and so there are elements of like the, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Like world war Z, that I think are interesting, but not only did that movie just betray the the book that was amazing and turn it into like trashy popcorn garbage, but like, <laughs> but there were still things within it that I think sparked the imagination and achieved through through CGI and and, and develop these shots and show you things that could only be imagined before and never lived out. Um, so, so yeah, so I'd, I'd have to think about that a little bit, but like for you, is it still Romero pretty much? That's the top of your list. I mean, Romero's dead series is, is near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. And, and one of them, I, at least one of them are in my top three. Um, I'd say even, I kind of want to do top five because I feel like top three is a little too limiting. Like if if I if I had to dig deep and come out with with a top five, I'd go 
Train to Busan. See, Train to Busan. Planet Terror. You seen that? Mm, yeah. Robert Rodriguez. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's it, uh, very campy and and not the most serious of of zombie films, but man, it was still a lot of fun. Uh, Day of the Dead, which is the sequel to Night of the Living Dead. With the, uh, sorry, sequel to Dawn of the Dead that we did last week, and then probably. I, Army I know you, of the I, Dead I, on Netflix? No, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I know you don't want to include it, but I'm going to because I really, really do love it, even though it's more mostly an homage and not really a zombie movie necessarily. Shaun of the Dead uh, is so much fun, and it's the first yeah. in the Cornetto series, and I just fucking love it. Uh, well, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't want to like steer you away from saying that's one of your favorite zombie movies but like that's not like one of my favorite things about zombie movies is that connection to that whole idea of what would i do in x scenario um and in comedies like i feel i don't really enter that zone very much so but shauna that it is wonderful like there's other interesting takes on the genre like warm bodies warm uh, bodies is so fucking great it's yeah, such it's a such a movie. it's such a fascinating take on the the genre. It's funny at times. It's it's very heartwarming at times. You and then Fido. Have you seen Fido? I haven't seen Fido. I, is it Billy Connolly that's in it? Oh, Basically, really? the idea is that you they've been through a zombie apocalypse, and I think they've like learned to put on these collars on zombies that just turn them that turn off the killing aspect, and they become basically slaves. And they're living oh, off wow. like zombie labor and like zombies are pets as opposed to like being killers. But it's oh, more of a satire. Tiny. Yes. So, yeah, but it's a it's satire and it's it's fun. But it's a social commentary mixed in with this weird movie. It's really good. Um, so like you have. And in fact, have you seen Bubba Hotep? I have, but I, back when it first came out, so I can't even. I don't know if I even. Years that's ago? not really. That's not really a zombie movie. It's more. No, of a, it's more of a mummy movie. Mummy kind of. monster, you know, movie, but also wink, wink, you know. So, so at any rate, so that there's a lot of those that are, that are out there, and in fact, like I think, just in terms of cinematography, that one or two of the Resident Evil movies have actually been pretty enjoyable to me as well. Like they've just been shot really well, especially the one that was set in Vegas. Uh, in the post-apocalyptic Vegas, I, oh, I really, uh, I forget which one it is now, but yeah, I, I can't remember which one it is. It doesn't really matter. I'm not saying the plot or acting was necessarily good, but <laughs> little trivia: that was the first movie I ever bought on Blu-ray. Oh wow! Um, just because I had gotten probably, I'm guessing a PS3 was my first Blu-ray player. And I, I wanted something on Blu-ray and it was like a Best Buy for like 99 cents or something. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take it. And it turned out to just be beautifully done and looked really well as opposed to this movie uh, 28 Days Later, which it's beautiful in a grainy, horrible sense, but not in a visually pleasing cornucopia of sense-defying visual oh, sure. beauty. Um, I, I, I want to pop back to, uh, to Day of the Dead real quick for just a second. Only yeah. because uh, one thing about it that stands out to me is the idea of the zombies learning and 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 remembering in a sense and and uh, and, and be, being able to be not necessarily controlled but 
domesticated or almost it, it was it, it's a very weird uh sort of dynamic that they have in that movie but uh, if you get the chance go and watch it oh another funny off-kilter genre bending movie is pride prejudice and, and zombies oh yeah i oh, God, i've seen bits of that and I, I haven't watched the whole thing the dead don't die is an honorable mention by the way that's yeah. a that's a very fun one bill murray and uh uh, that other guy, mm-hmm. Adam Driver. There we go, Adam Driver. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Would you count the Evil Dead movies as zombie movies? <sighs> That's kind of much bigger than that, but it has zombies it, in it. So it has it's... zombies in it, but not in the 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 traditional sense and. I, I don't necessarily view it as a zombie movie. I, I view it as a, a, a supernatural uh, horror movie because there, there's more than just zombies. It's it's demons and it's 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 you know the undead and it's also kind of uh, like I don't know. It, it's it, it's hard to put to to pin down what Evil Dead is, but I don't think that it's a zombie movie. I've got one that we forgot. Oh, Serpent and the Rainbow. Serpent and the Rainbow. I don't know that I've seen that. Oh man, it's uh, it's more of a take on, I'll say, quote unquote, realistic. So it's not like a zombie zombie movie in the sense of post apocalyptic zombies taking over the world, as much as it is about voodoo, and it's got like Bill Pullman in it. Oh, Bill Pullman's it. I fucking love yeah. Bill Pullman. And like he, he's basically he, he he goes maybe to Haiti, um, but like, and then it just gets into this whole story of this. It's kind of a horror, but almost like I don't want to say documentary, but it almost feels like it's based on a true story or you know one of those kinds of things. But it's just about like a witch doctor who is uh, bringing people back as, as zombies and all this stuff. It's a, just a man that's got to be from. The 80s sometimes. Yeah, 86. Uh, 88, sorry. I remember watching that on HBO when we, one of those times when I was younger. Oh, and we that's had a Wes Craven movie. I, I, I have to watch that. Yeah, it's that could be a an interesting take for you. I, don't, I can't necessarily say it's a great movie but because um, I don't remember it. <laughs> but it certainly sticks in my head as something that really captures both the time period and and kind of has that i i, I want to look this up at some point because i feel like it's either based on a true story or or it's somewhere real close to there maybe they took liberties for the movie but i don't know uh nothing on the imdb page about it uh being a based on a true story it's inspired by a book uh but not based on a true story, at least according to IMDb. Well, I mean, if someone took the time to write a book, it's got to be real. It's got to be real. It's like, catch me if you can. Exactly. That's 100% real. <laughs> we, we watched a movie about it. That's Yeah, Catch Me If You Can is probably my third favorite zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're out of steam. Thanks, everyone. That's, uh, wow, let me try that again. That's our <laughs> show, everyone. Thanks for listening to us each and every week. As we just still another favorite from our past, we have new episodes almost every Monday. So come and check us out on Apple and Stitcher and Spotify and 
Google Podcasts and all those other podcast apps, or head over head over to tmdpod.com. I can't talk at the end of this show. Uh, all our episodes are up there as well. John. Yeah, uh, the music in our podcast this this episode uh, was brought to you by Chili and Murphy, which is a cover band Fuck that you. does that does mostly semaphore greatest hits. Um, <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Our, our song in our podcast is called destroying the evidence and it's by a band called semaphore and they're awesome and check them out. Also, please email us with any questions, comments, concerns, or your favorite zombie movies. Cause that is actually good knowledge that we need to know about. Uh, reach us at the memory distillery at gmail.com. Uh, with your questions and comments. And then please feel free to tweet at us uh, at TMDPod or check out and our And tell website. us how you pronounced Killian Murphy's name. Yeah, because no one ever has said Cillian. <laughs> That's an option we're not going to entertain, so don't don't give us that bullshit. There we go. John dropping the bullshit. Yeah, just I mean, sometimes things get serious on this podcast, and I got to draw the line in the sand let's, somewhere. Let's lighten it up. Take us home, John. Okay. Thanks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, don't take us home yet. Hey, we're in the middle of our spooky October month, uh, so uh, we'll call it Spookytober. And sure, because Spooktober is not enough syllables. Exactly. Spooktober. <laughs> we're in spooktober so uh be on the lookout we're gonna uh ask a few more questions on the socials maybe and uh do a few more scary movies this month and then uh kind of coast into november maybe we'll have something cool for november like we did was it last year that we did uh uh the hitch hitchcock movies i can't keep track of such things oh well anyway <clears throat> now you can take us home john Oh, okay. Well, let me kind of rewind and set you all up for me to say thanks. I'm John Deck. Bye. And I'm Anthony Veneri. And this has been the Memory Distillery. I got nothing. <laughs>